exhort and teach and exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Everybody say, Lord, bless our pastor in Jesus' name. Bless him, Lord. Jump on him, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 They'll get me on here in a second. Amen. Well, isn't it good to be here tonight? Feel the hand of the Lord and the touch of God among us. God's been good to us. First Wednesday night of 2024. Amen. We're going to settle some issues at the beginning of the year. Amen. About coming to the house of God. About living for the Lord. Doing a work for Jesus. Praise God. What a time to have a made up mind to live for the Lord. Hallelujah. Live in a world that's very confused. and They don't know what they want to do. Even the religious world. I'm glad I'm, I'm following the footsteps of one tonight. That knew who to worship and how to worship. Amen. And how to lead and guide, direct us in the same way. Hallelujah. That uh, just because it's a new year, there's something just simply not going to change. And what we want to change is what he wants us to change. And outside of that, we're not interested in changing. Amen. Second John 9 and 10. Second John 9 and 10. Uh, this, this possibly could be the last night that we actually focus on the scriptures that has the word doctrine in it. Uh, it definitely won't be the last time we preach on doctrine in some form or some fashion because that happens almost every time you come to the pulpit. Amen. Amen. You're gonna, it's going to be a teaching. It's going to be a doctrine. It's going to be something of that likeness. I remember Bishop Odom saying many a times that their diet and his days are coming up was pretty much on faith and then the plan of salvation and then holiness and separation. He said in all three services of every week, he said, you got one of the three. He said, if you got the one on Sunday night, you got the other on Wednesday night. Now, I don't know this new world we're living in. They may not like that type of diet. Hallelujah. In fact, we like different things all the time, don't we? New types of restaurants is coming up, new ideas and ways of creating things and fashioning things. And sometimes we allure to it, sometimes we're not. Sometimes we regret we bought it, and sometimes, you know what, we, we, we eat it for a little while. Some things you can buy, and the first few sips is pretty good, but from then on, it's downhill. <laughs> Amen. But uh, praise God. The Word of God's always right. Word of God's always uplifting, always encouraging, and we thank God for His Word tonight. Second John 9 and 10. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not... In the doctrine of Christ. Now, John's saying a whole lot right here. And as you go back, and we're going to, to some degree tonight, of John's writings in 1 John and, and, and then here in 2 John. We know there's five chapters in 1 John. We won't cover it all, but man, John's writing a lot here. Hath not God, he that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. I'm going to tell you something. That verse alone, with that doctrine alone, would put about 90% of your religious world without God. Anybody that believes in a trinity does not believe that verse. Because when you've seen the Son, 
you saw the Father. And outside the Son, you don't have the Father. And outside the Father, you don't have the Son. So those that believe in two or three don't believe in God. And they own the wrong direction. And they can't tell you and I anything. In fact, Paul, John's writings you're going to see says don't give them God's speed. Don't open up your house to them. Don't give them any time. Amen. Make sure you distance yourself from them. And I'm just going to tell you like it is tonight. I'm going to say it again. 90% of your religious world is lost and undone with that one verse from John. Amen. It's wrote to us about the doctrine of Christ. And the doctrine is the Father and the Son are one. You can't separate them. When you believe that the Jesus Christ was the Son God showed up. I am so thankful tonight of that revelation. Amen. Of that doctrine that we believe here tonight. Man. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God's speed. It's very powerful. I'm going to tell you something, church. This one God message is going to make the difference of heaven or hell. Wow. It's really going to make a difference. Because if we listen to what John tells us tonight, if you don't believe this, then you don't have God. You just got your own man-made religion, your, you know, your own glory. You're following traditions of man, one thing or another. Amen. But John's saying you don't have God. You don't have him. I want to have God. That's what we're here for. That's what this is all about. We want to hear the voice of God. We want to experience what Brother Ford's talking about earlier. We want that old-fashioned move of God. But you know what? We got to pay the price. We got to be willing. We got to come hungry and thirsty. God bless you. You may be seated. God help us here tonight. Praise God. God help us here tonight. Uh, I got out a little smelly oil tonight. If some of y'all smelled that, came up, got prayer. I couldn't find the other. <laughs> it get, got lost in the hustle. We'll find it somewhere. If not, we'll do something. Man, I don't want to spill this one though. But if I knock this one over, we're in trouble. It's gonna be everything gonna be oily quick. But anyway, as we we move on here, hey man, watch what John has written unto us. This is a focus verses, but it's gonna take me a while to get to them. I would love for us to back up and, and uh, we're going to see that that father and the son business is actually throughout those writings. And actually, we go back to St. John and we're going to go there and uh, tie, try our best to tie all this together as much as we can. If we don't finish tonight, we'll come back next Wednesday night and finish it up. Amen. Uh, we got five pages, which is actually a lot. I try to, I try to nip in the bud about three or four. I wound it up with five. And so we just, we're going to move as, as quickly as we can, but yet as thoroughly as we can too. I want us to get this. I want us to understand this. I want our babies to understand about this plan of salvation. Uh, you don't hurt my feelings one bit if our Sunday school teachers take the time. If they don't just follow the protocol all the time, but all the way up throughout it, make sure they rehearse them the plan of salvation. Make sure they rehearse to them about this one God message. There are some doctrines that are must. There is no if and 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 maybes about it. It needs to be ingrained into our spirits, ingrained to our hearts. We need to memorize those scriptures. We need to love them. We need to respect them. Amen. Because it's going to make the difference. I promise you it's going to make the difference. Amen. So, 
as we begin to look back and go back to the beginning of 2 John 1 and 2, the first two verses there, as we look at what uh, it's written to us. And, and John himself, now the scripture, the letter here doesn't really come out. And John, he hardly ever used his own name or took the authorship, but uh, most all the scholars and everybody believes, everybody gives him the credit, amen, for writing. This is, amen, the third of the five letters that he written unto the New Testament church. So John played a big role. Outside of him, Paul is the only other one that had written more letters than John. So John kind of falls in second into this area. So with that being said, that helps us understand that he plays a very important role, especially and from all accounts, most all of his writings is after a man several years. He's up in age, 80 and 90 years of age. A lot has been water, a lot of, lot of water under the bridge, a lot of experiences, a lot of things that unfold. He saw a lot of things that was coming down the pipe and God helped him and, and, and even in St. John there he writes really to all people and to about the DFD of God, amen, the Lamb of God and things of this nature, amen to thank God for the writings of John that comes up and behinds, amen the synoptic gospels of Matthew, Mark and Luke that wrote to the Gentiles and Greeks and the Jews, amen, but now John's coming, he's going to write to whosoever will amen, because that's really what this is all about, that was the purpose and the reason of coming of Jesus Christ. That's the reason except you believe that I am here, you're going to die in your sins. you got to believe Jesus Christ. you got to believe that Messiah has come. you got to believe that all power in heaven and earth is in this man called Jesus Christ. That when you call on this name, it doesn't matter if it's in baptism or in prayer or for healing or for whatever it might be. This is the only name that's got salvation. This is the only name that's going to bring healing or deliverance. I'm not going to fuss with the Morgans. I'm not, I'm a, the Mormons. I'm not going to fuss with all the Hindus. I'm not going to fuss with all them. It's in the Word of God and it's forever settled. They can have all the Korans and they can memorize all the stuff and do everything they want to. But when the smoke clears and the dust settles, I know what's where I'm going to stand. Amen. Because we are built on a rock that the storms are going to come. But those that's built on this rock, amen, the storms are not going to rob us. It's not going to overpower us. You and I got to get the attitude and the spirit of 2024. We're not going to be defeated. We're not going to be deceived. We're not going to be overcome. We got a genuine love for God and for the things of God. We can hold on to his commandments and statutes and principles. Now, if you're not doing that, you're going to be lost. It's up to us. Get it made up in our hearts. This is what I'm going to love. This is what I'm going to cherish. Regardless of the oppositions, the struggles that I'm battling with in this world. God that I'm serving, the song that we sung tonight, who's the battle belong to? Sometimes all he needs us to do is just stay in the ring. Do the rope or dope. Do whatever you got to do. Just stay in the ring. When he gets ready, when the timing's right for his glory, he'll knock him out. <laughs> he'll take care of the issue. He'll take care of the situation. Especially, amen, for his purpose and for his glory. And so we trust God, rely upon him. So he starts out in 2 John here in the first verse. And, and uh, I'll probably go back to the first chapter some, and, you know, off and on. We'll just see. Uh, anyway, anyway, he talks about, he calls himself the elder unto the elect lady and her children. Now, there's some that believe there's a possibility that this is a particular lady. Uh, some even use the name Martha. Uh, some of them says, if you go and look at it in the Greek, that actually Syrah is the word there. But this is a term that was used for ladies and, and influential ladies and positions of, thing, of this nature. But believe it or not, and, and this is my personal opinion, but in, and this is in pride before I've done this study. I personally believe it's to the church. The bride to the mother, 
Amen. And that, and just maybe, maybe, maybe it was a, a, a particular church, maybe a, a home mission work or something. Amen. But it's written unto the church, is my personal opinion. Amen. About what he's trying to say here when he talks about the elect lady. I want to take a few scriptures and try to not necessarily prove my opinion here, but help us to understand there are other scriptures that falls in the same uh, liking of this and, and to help us realize that, uh, that. That what John is writing here and what he's talking about. First he talks about he called himself an elder. Amen. A uh, number of reasons for that. He was an elder. Number two. Amen. By age. But not only by age. But by his season time. Amen. A being of the ministry. Uh, the experiences that he had been through. The struggles he had been through. You got to remember he had been on the Isle of Patmos. He knew what it was to suffer for Christ. He knew what it was to pay the price. He knew what it was to have the opposition against him. And the odds against him. And things of this nature. But he also knew what it was for God to show up. And get in the spirit on the Lord's day. Amen. Regardless of some far off place they put him. Some isolated place and among a bunch of heathens and no church, no pastor, no choir, nobody there to help him but God. Amen. Come on. You and I got to get the spirit and the attitude of this church burns tonight. We're going to make it. We're going to survive. If everybody in this church backslides tonight, I'm still going to make it. I got a God that's going to see me through. I got a God that works on my behalf. I know a God. I know him by his name. I know him by his spirit. I know enough about his word to get me out of this world. Amen. Help me overcome the devil and the trials and the tribulations. That rises up against me. I'm not a defeated foe. I'm, I'm, I'm following the one amen that's won every battle. And so as we watch this with John, he talks about being the elder. And Peter, Peter falls in line with this, uh, uh, believe it or not. Um, as you watch this and you go to 1 Peter 5 and 1. The elders which are among you I exhort who am also an elder. So Peter even way prior to this was calling himself an elder. Elder sometimes and you know this falls right in line what I've been trying to get us you know talk about. And, and to come to consider amen everybody. If anybody in this church has been here you know 15 or 20 years you ought to be an elder. In the gospel in the truth in living for God. Now, if you don't want to be one, you know why? Because you don't want to bear the responsibility of it. Bottom line. Amen. I don't want to do that. I want to do my own thing. Amen. I want to come in, find a little chair and sit in it, to go home, do my own thing. And I don't get involved in church. I don't get involved in the kingdom. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. Whenever you and I don't really get involved in the kingdom, we don't pay the price. Don't say nothing about the kingdom. Don't say nothing about services. Don't say nothing about a move of God. Just keep your mouth. Hey, I ain't trying to be ugly. I just simply tell you when you don't make no investments in the spiritual realm, don't complain about the spirit that's in the house of God. Just going to be lazy and nonchalant and don't do anything about it. Amen. I mean, come on, preachers. They don't do nothing. Work two hours on Sunday, 30 minutes on Wednesday night, and eat chicken all the time. You listen to some of them out there. That's all they do. They don't bother me. I tell them, quick, why don't you start preaching then? Why don't you become a preacher? Anyway, but hey, same way you say to God, you can be seated Wednesday night. Hey, I believe this. It's the same way, you know, you got, you know, you got people that may want to say, you know, may talk about plumbers, electricians, or housewives. Come on, we've worked the housewives. We've let Hollywood ruin the housewives. Try to make them act like they got some boring life. Come on, honey. Housewives is what made this country. Man, it could cut good housewives that won the West. Men didn't go over and win that thing by themselves. The United States didn't come by itself. No, they were suitable housewives that fought the battles, that loaded the guns. Amen. It cooked the meals and three meals. They got in the hot kitchen, provided their family, got out the crops and worked longer and harder than some men. Praise 
God. I don't know where that's all coming from. I don't mean it. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you what, there's a lot of things we've allowed ourselves to drift away from. Hallelujah. And we're paying the price for it. We're paying the price. Amen. We've got too many other places trying to raise our kids. And they don't want to do it either. So they want to put something else in front of them. They want to introduce stuff, amen, that you don't want to introduce to. Amen. But we're too big. Well, I'm sorry. Praise God. But that's the world we're living in. We've tried every gadget, every new thing under the sun to attract them into the, in the house of God. Really, the real thing that attracts people to the house of God is the Spirit of God. That Spirit will pull them out of dungeons. That Spirit will pull them out of darkness. That Spirit will pull them out of the drug addicts. That Spirit will pull them out of the honky-tonks. That Spirit ain't telling you to turn your world upside down. There's nothing like the old glory. I said, there's nothing like the old glory. Hallelujah, that affect your babies, that affect your family, that'll turn your world upside down. We need all glory back. The only way you're going to get all glory, you got to hold to the doctrines of Christ. When you don't believe in the Messiah, there's no glory. There's nothing to stand on. There's nothing to measure from. You've got to have it. You've got to have a fellowship with Him. You gotta have a companionship with Him. You gotta know Him for yourself. There's no grandbabies in this kingdom. Amen. It doesn't matter what your mama done, your daddy done, your grandpa done, your grandma done. It doesn't give us a license in the apostolic movement or in the kingdom of God. We all got to pay the price. We all got to be willing to make up in our minds what we're going to love the most. What we're going to yield and humble ourselves to. What we're going to involve ourselves in. And I'm telling you, I want to involve myself with God and with the kingdom of God in this end time. Man, because I believe in the last, that we're in the last days. Amen. And we may mention that again. As he moves from that, again, same chapter of 1 Peter. I'd like to, for you to notice this. The 13th verse. He says, the church that is at Babylon elected. So now when you go back to John and you see the elders. So we see a pattern here. Written by Peter and also by John. Even though they're years apart. And they probably have not you know, compared notes. By no means whatsoever. But we start seeing a, a pattern that's given to us by these men. Holy men of God as they were moved upon God. And so now we got an elder to what? The elect lady and her children. Amen. What made them so special? What made this particular location or our believers or we'll say even perhaps a lady. Amen. Hallelujah. And her children. What made them so special? Whom I love in the truth. Amen. Now watch this. He didn't say I love. Amen. Truth. He says I love in the truth. There's a lot of ideals and a lot of opinions out there. And a lot of people keep trying to tell us there's truth here and there's truth there. It's also good to point to place. They're going to tell you that Christ is over here and Christ is over there. But you know what? The word of God's told me I'm not going anywhere. I'm not looking for him in a desert. I'm not looking somewhere in some high mountain. Hallelujah. I'm going to find Christ at the house of God. 
God. I'm going to find Christ in the Word of God. I'm going to find Christ in earnest and sincere prayer. I'm going to find Christ in old-fashioned worship. I'm going to find Christ showing up. And when he shows up, the devil can't do nothing about it. Bad attitudes and bad spirits. And the naysayers can't do nothing about it. It could be a waste of night. But when Christ shows up on a waste of night, you can be healed. Infection can leave your body. Cancer can leave your body. You can leave this house full of the Holy Ghost. Because God's not living just because it's Wednesday night. But love for the truth. And not that I not I only, but also they, all of they that have known again the truth. There is a truth, a real truth, the truth. Amen. Amongst all the doctrines and opinions and ideas. And so John's really, he really, he's really driving this home as you watch all of his writings and what unfolds by his writings here. Amen. Amen. When you go to Ephesians, well, no, I'm going to skip that one. I'm going to skip 2 Thessalonians. When you go to 1 Peter's 1, 1 and 2, Peter again, beginning of this particular, and I know I done went to the fifth chapter. We're going to go back to the first. And Peter, apostle of Jesus Christ, through the strangers throughout Pontus, Capricornia, Asia. But then watch this, the second verse. This is the one I gave you. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God. This church. Elected this church, that's the the uh, dispensation of the time of the church, the hour of the church. Now, some may even preach it right down to the individual. Uh, I leave that up to you. I, I know without a waiver of doubt, the church was predestinated, and nothing or nobody was going to stop that. They tried. The devil tried. The devil tried his best to keep destroying the seed all the way through the Old Testament. The seed of Christ. The Christ that was going to bring grace and truth. The Christ that was going to open the door up to whosoever will. The Christ, amen, that was going to bruise Satan's head. The Son, amen, is going to make a way for whosoever will will come. Amen. And I'm telling you, the devil done everything he could and even mankind at times done what they could, amen, to try to destroy the seed. But God always brought it out. And God's still in the business Hallelujah, there's going to be a church. Amen. It's going to have faith. It may not be a great number, and it may not, hallelujah, have a great multitude. I don't know. We see it preached both ways. I just know that God knows. And I know one thing you and I can be a part of it. We get our minds made up, our hearts made up, and I believe you got it tonight. I'm not preaching like you don't. I'm just simply telling you in 2024, hallelujah, we're going to win the race. In 2024, we're going out on the other side. If God don't come back in this year, I'm still going to be in the house of God. God don't come back this year, I'm going to still be serving Jesus. If God don't come back this year, I'm going to still speak in tongues. I'm still going to believe in baptism. I'm going to still believe in old-fashioned, holiness and godliness. There's some doctrines I've just got an anchor and settled in my mind, heart, and spirit, and it doesn't matter to me whoever believes it or don't believe. Don't make no difference whatsoever. You got to get in that place. You got to get in that mind. We got too many people just being deceived and misled. Hallelujah. By feelings and their own opinions and ideas. But the Word of God, still the Word of God. So as you watch it here, Amen. But Peter's telling us, he says, Peter, the apostle of Jesus Christ, the strangers. That's great. I'm backing up. Elect according what? To the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit. Notice it's capitalized there. That's God. That's that Jehovah Spirit, sanctified by it. Amen. That's what sanctifies us. That's what works on our behalf and helps us along this way. Now let's go back to 2 John, the third verse. Grace be with you and mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father 
in truth and love. You're going to see this in John's writings quite often. Amen. As he connects God the Father from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father. Amen. Because you know why? Because he was dealing with a generation that didn't believe that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. They didn't believe that he was God. Could it be, amen, that there was some among them was persuading others, believing that they could have God without Christ? You could have God in a fellowship and a relationship with God without this man called Jesus. That's like, amen, and I hate to be ugly here, but that's like these cats is telling us, amen, you can be saved without being baptized in Jesus' name. That's like these cats trying to tell us you can be saved without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's the same lying spirits and deceiving spirits. They've always been around. And if individuals are not willing to have a love for the truth, God has let them, amen, believe a lie and be damned. God has let them get caught up in their own lies and ideas, even in the religious realms and places of mankind. Hallelujah. I want to have a genuine love for the truth. And for God, amen, if it, if it blasts my, my backside, then so be it. God whipped me up one side and down the other. But God helped me to be saved. That's what it's going to take. I want to be corrected. I want God to correct me. Amen. I'd rather just have an ear to hear what he's got to say. I really hope we don't have to always get out the switch and the belt and Allow certain things like that to cause me to want to do what's right. Now, he'll do that. Huh. You know what? It'd pay us well. If we feel like it's some things are going on, we ought to back up and say, Now, God, is this, is this from you? <laughs> Can I say it? We're living in a world today, anything that people don't like, the devil done it. Blame it all on the devil. Well, the devil caused this. The devil caused COVID. Well, I've made some hot about that little deal. My God's not that little, folks. God's not sitting off on the corner of him just letting the devil have a heyday. And he'll allow him and he'll use him. But you know what? God will fight for us. Well, we've sung the right song tonight. The battle belongs to him. Hey, this battle really belongs to him. Amen. We're just in the battle with him. So as we look at this, amen, we're going to go to, I'm going to come back to John 14 later, okay? That whole chapter there, John 14 to 15, the time allow me. So I'm going to bypass those couple of scriptures there. But let me just make mention of this. John 14 and 17 mentions the spirit of truth. I want us to get that. Amen. There is a spirit of truth. There's a lot of spirits out there, a lot of uh, emotions and a lot of feel-good things. Amen. But people can be deceived. So that's the reason it's so important to have the doctrines of Christ anchored and settled into your spirit, your heart, your mind. Amen. Keep us from being deceived in the world and the time that we're living in. We're living in a world today. Amen. I, I know we don't watch Hollywood and we don't know anything about that. But, well, you can YouTube it probably. Amen. Just YouTube Pentecost. YouTube uh, Apostolic. You'd be shocked what comes up. You probably won't recognize them. I'm just telling you. But they want to claim the handle. Because they want to feel good religion. They want to dance and shout and feel the chill bumps without any requirements. Without any standards. Without any lines. Without any of that. Do their own things. 
Amen. And they can get caught up into that. God allowed them. Amen. They can have a certain amount of what you would call a move and an atmosphere and excitement and, and tongues and interpretations and the whole works. And still be built on the, on the wrong foundation. How do you know that? Well, Jesus said there's going to be some said that we cast out devils in your name. We heal the sick in your name. That's pretty powerful. I mean, that's, that's you know. How many devils you've seen cast out? How many times have you seen laying on the hands of miraculously, supernaturally, the miracle hand? Now, that's what they're saying. He said, depart from me, the workers of iniquity. I never knew you. People that's not on the right foundation, those that don't believe that God, that Jesus Christ was God manifesting the flesh, John's writings are telling us they don't have God. They don't know God. So then how are they working? And why is God allowing that? Well, well. I, I, I do believe, I'm going to leave that long. I'm jumping out here in some places. I didn't mean to open these worms, but anyway, here we go. John, 2 John 4, I reject it greatly. I rejoice greatly that I found of my, thy children walking in truth. Man, there's no greater joy. Children, there's no greater joy that you give to your parents than just living for God and loving God. Amen. We're not raising you to be great in the great athletical worlds and great achievements of that nature. No, we want you to live for God and love God and love the things of God. Oh, I hope somehow, some way that we can persuade these young kids and young boys and all of us, all of us, but, to, but especially put something inside of them to have a love for God and for the things of God. To be mindful of God starting at a very early age. Amen. When they're setting out into this world and going out into events, events and things of that nature, that, that in them would be, hallelujah, I don't mind being that separated one. I don't mind making that stand. And so, no, I don't believe in that. I believe, you know, it, 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 I believe there's a great reward. As some of you young people, you may not have the Holy Ghost tonight, but because of what you've been taught and the doctrine you've been taught, you start making a stand for it. You start telling them, no, we, we don't believe that. We're not going there. I'm not, I'm not participating in that. Amen. I, I mean, if all you're going to do is sit around here and watch Hollywood. I'm, I'm going home. Because yeah, if you start making that stand, guess what God's going to start doing? <laughs> Man, God's going to start working on your behalf and in manners and ways. You'll, you'll be shocked just while God will work for you and work on your behalf. Bring the desires into your heart and into your life. And parents, we need to encourage them. We don't need to encourage them, amen, doing things that's unholy. We don't need to encourage them to be backbiters. We don't need to encourage them to be gossipers. We don't need to encourage them, amen, always criticizing and always complaining. No, no, we need to look at the positive. We need to look at the good. I'm telling you, there's a critical spirit that's got all of this nation. And it's up to you and I, amen, to make sure we keep it out of our own homes and out of our own lives and out of our babies' lives. Hallelujah, we don't get caught up in that. Sometimes you just got to draw the line and say, hey, we're not doing that. Can I say this? If you make a judgment about somebody and you're not sure about it, you possibly just lied or gossiped. You can't just assume. You can't, you can't say, well, I know. God tell you. I mean, can you, can, can you, when you stand before God, God, you told me, what did he tell you to do about it? Pray about it, 
<laughs> Man, I'm on some. I don't know. Let me get off of that rabbit. <laughs> and now I beseech thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning, that we love one another. Watch this combination. Watch this works together. How this works together. Truth and love. You can't walk in truth without having true love. And you can't. Both of them works hand in hand and works together. So watch what he says. And this is love. That we walked after his commandments. This is the commandments that as he have heard. That as he have heard from the beginning. He should walk in it. Right back to those commandments. Right back to those orders and precepts. I want the church to look like the church a hundred years from now until the rapture takes place. I want us to be like God wants us to be in our, our attire, in our conduct, in our mannerism, in all of it that works together. Amen. I want people, when they drive by, they see an event going on here, they can look like and say, hey, that's some of them apostolic folks. Now, we may have some guests that may not be, and that's fine. We understand that. We don't mind having them mingled out among us. We're just not going to put them in positions. We're not going to elevate them and take their own leadership. <laughs> but watch what he says here. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Many deceivers have entered into the world that confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. They would not confess that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. They would not confess that he was the Jehovah God. And so watch what he does here. This is a deceiver and an anti Christ. So he's a spirit of an antichrist. Amen. So anybody that doesn't believe in this one God message, boy, I know I'm stepping in a ram right there and it's pretty blunt. Amen. Because it stands against a high percentage of our religious world tonight. Amen. But according to John's writing, they don't know God. They don't have fellowship with God because they wouldn't accept Christ. If you don't accept the Son, you can't have the Father. The only way you can have the Father is accepting the Son. Amen. They come hand in hand and they come together. You can't have one without the other. So what John was writing to them, to those that was coming around and telling them, you got God without Jesus. He said, no, no you don't. Because if you don't to accept Jesus and believe that he's come in the flesh and believe that he's the Messiah you do not or have not got the Father God himself alright back up a little further what did Jesus have to tell some of them when they came to who their father was Abraham but he told them said, no if you was of my father you'd believe me and you'd accept my words it all, it all falls on this. And John's going to write about that just later, later on here. Amen. According to what they had heard and seen. 
and believing in that, that witnessing. That brings us right into that power of the resurrection of the witnessing power of the Holy Ghost and the importance of the Holy Ghost that witnesses through us. Amen. It's impossible to witness for Jesus Christ without the empowered baptism of the Holy Ghost. And now watch this. Not only is it that first initial infilling of the Holy Ghost and dancing and speaking a tongue, but as it continues to lead us and guide us into all truth, it's that same power that makes us the witnessing powers that will turn our community upside down, that impact our families and let them realize, hey, there's something abiding with them and walking with them that we don't have. There is a presence. There is a, a power. And it's a power of love, not, not just a power to destroy. The devil's full of destruction. If you follow the devil long enough, he'll fill you with so much wrath and anger, you'll become a you begin to destroy lives. And you'll do it more than with your tongue. You'll pick up guns and knives and because you're the fight your father, but not, not the Lord. Man, it's right the opposite, even with the power of the tongue. Amen. It's, it's not written. It's not in us to be a, a destroyer. It's not the pastor's heartbeat here for anybody in this house to be destroyed. It's the heartbeat of this pastor that everybody on the sound of my voice that ever walks in these doors that we please God and finish this race as he'd have us to be. Amen. That everybody find their place and where God fitly joins us together, whatever calling or election that might be. I don't want nobody disqualified. I want everybody to be used. I want everybody to be involved. I don't want no isms and systems. This is not some family church, and I've fought that spirit. I've had them telling my face, and they took the names in a certain one, say it's their church. I said, no, it's not. It's God's church. It's Jesus' church. Amen. That's the reason I didn't want my name on that sign out there. It's not my church. It's Jesus Christ's church. It's God's church. He bought this church. He bled for this church. He paid the price of this church. He's the one that's going to heal your body. He's the one that's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. He's the one that's going to resurrect us off of this earth and out of that grave. It's him, him alone. He's the only God. I'm not a God. He's the only God. Holy saving name there is. So you and I have got to realize that. And this is what John, John's trying to, to persuade. This is what he's trying to convince a man. His, those that's listening to him now in this, this time that he's talking to him. Because in this end time, 1 John 2 and 18. Let me back up a little bit. 1 John 2 and 18. Little children, it is the last times. And as it, you have heard that the Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists. Whereby we know that it is the last time. Man, I, sometimes when I read those verses, I, I just think, if, if John could be here tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. And how many years has passed? And Because the way we look at time and judge time. And, but even there, they was already writing about the last time and what was unfolding, what was rising up against them and warring against them. Amen. 1 John 4 and 1 and 3. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Amen. But try the spirits. Where they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Now notice. When he talked about try the spirit. You know everybody knows when the real devil shows up. But what about them that has camouflaged themselves. Causes themselves prophets. That has a way of wording it. And having a way of a. Making it sound good. John's dealing with it already here. <laughs> Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses. Notice he said spirit. 
that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Every prophet, every minister, every, every saint that would confess that Jesus Christ, it's come. He has come in the flesh. He's here. He's been here. Now, you've got to remember, several years has passed. Jesus Christ only spent 40 days and sent it up. You had the, the 12, uh, the 11, then the unvoted, the 12, the original eyewitnesses. This is what qualified them. I've heard people telling that, you know, Paul should have took the place of man. This, that's not true because Paul was an eyewitness of Jesus Christ. He did not see him ascend. Amen. He did not see him crucified. He didn't see that. And he had to see those things to be one of those disciples. They had to be eyewitnesses. Amen. Of all these events from the very beginning of the ministry of Jesus Christ and actually seeing him ascend up. This is what qualified them to be an eyewitness, amen, of what they had heard, as John puts it, and handled of the word of God. And that word of God was none other but Jesus Christ. How they walked with him and, and dealt with him. This man called Jesus is that God, amen. He is the word of God. Hallelujah. He is all God, amen. He's all man, but here he is, and that's who he is. And so this is what John is trying to get them to understand. And anybody that didn't believe this, let's go to our, our key verse. And uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to get to it. Amen. The Lord help me here. Amen. Every spirit. Watch him, he says, Hereby know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof we have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. This Antichrist spirit. Why? Because he wants to take his place. I mean, he's looking for that moment, he's looking for that hour. And in this end time, he's going to persuade many. And it's going to be through religious realms he's going to do it. It's not because he's setting up in the honky-tonks. Man, he's going to set up in the tabernacle. He's going to set up as God. <laughs> Matthew 11 and 13 talks about... Now, now watch some of this. and I'm, 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 I'm just going to bump through some of this. But this is John the Baptist sent his two disciples. You know, he's in prison. But listen to what he sends to the disciples and ask him. His two disciples asked Jesus Christ the Messiah and said unto him, talking about Jesus, Are thou he that should come or do we look for another? See what I'm talking about? That, that's, the, that's, the, that's the ultimate question. Amen. That's to believe. That's what John's writing about here. I mean, this is, a, this is the doctrines of Christ. This is how important they really are. I mean, you know, it may be offensive to some of them when you, you and I tell them this. But I'm here to tell you, it's still the Word of God. And it's that important. Because if you build outside the Word of God, the framework of the Word of God, you've got to be lost and undone. We got to be foundation, right? Doctrines, Amen. We got to build on the doctrines of Christ. Except you believe the doctrines of Christ, and these doctrines abide in you, you're going to be lost and undone. We can't play around and in our own opinions and ideal. No, the word of God still sharper. Hallelujah. And, and, and in his two-edged sword. Hallelujah. We may not have the power and the presence of God. Amen. That we desire to have in this place at night. Hallelujah. As Brother Ford was talking about earlier. But it doesn't still change the fact of the written word of God. And you know what? If we'll fall in love with the written word of God. We start applying it in our hearts and obeying it. Guess who's going to show up? Guess what power's going to show up? Well, guess what glory's going to show up? Hey, look, could it be in the absence of the love? and the passion for the word of God because you can't, you can't love God and not love the word of God. It's impossible. That's what John was saying about Jesus. You can't say you love God and have God outside of Jesus. 
some of you, it may not have been nothing but a carpenter's son and things of that nature at his time that he's talking to. But he was the Messiah. He had fulfilled the prophets and the psalmists. He had fulfilled all that. He was able to accomplish and achieve that. Hebrews 10 and 37. Uh, let me, let me, I'm going to bypass that one. Second John and 8. Look to yourselves that we lose not, lose not those things which we have wrought, but what we have received a full reward. In other words, he's talking about the works of righteousness. If you look that up, study it out. We're living in a world today that believes in nothing but the grace of God. They can live any old lifestyle. <laughs> I, I could really tell you some horror stories. I mean, I, I've had them to rant and rave and cuss and carry on. And next breath, tell me they're saved and ready to go. Told me that. Said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, whose foundation are you building that on? What, what, how in the scriptures were you getting this? You know. That's the grace of God. Grace of God. Saving me and my sins. <laughs> you know, no grace of God has taught us about godliness in this ungodly world. And it's by this grace that we don't become, that we're not servants of sin. I didn't say there weren't battles and struggles with it. Anybody ever have any trouble with your flesh? Anybody ever have troubles and spirits at times and things? We're not exempt from that. But we don't have to be servants to it. That's a difference. And here's another thing. We may fall to it at times. But here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem with the religious world. They indulge in it. They, they're in it. And they're saved in it. They're not changing. I mean, they're, they're entertaining. They're, they're just, you know, all caught up in it. But they're still saved. See, there's the problem. You, I'm going to move on. Matthew 24, 4 and 5 talks about a man. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. I could take you to Acts 5 and 36 through 37. Talk about Theodos and Judas to a man that, that Gamel had talked about. It came prior. A man claiming to be somebody. And, and I don't know if they actually came to be Christ. It doesn't really, that, it's not that plain. But yet they had followers, but they didn't go anywhere. If you go and read that and study it out, you'll see what I'm talking about there. Amen. If we could go to the 24th verse. And really this depends on how you take Matthew 24. A lot of people only take this to the Jews. Amen. And the great tribulation. Amen. But you know what? Uh, how much of it uh, is the church is going to go through and how much of the church is going to be involved. And so when you go to Matthew 24, 24, there, there's, there shall arise what false Christ, false prophets, shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they will deceive the very elect. Amen. Here we are at the elect now. Who's the very elect? Is that just the Jews? Well, what about us? Did Peter say we was elected? Did John say we was elected? <laughs> Tell you something, church. We're living in one of the most deceivable generations that you and I can live in. A lot of people calling him Lord, calling him Savior. It's a lot of people that don't even go to church nowhere. But they'll usher them in and usher them to heaven. They'll make statements like, uh, I don't believe God's going to hold them to this charge. Boy, it sounds good, don't it? Yeah, we can just do whatever we want to. All we got to do is get all these little fellers, amen, amen, to come up here and make a little confession. And, and you know, and then they can live whatever they want to from then on. 
Been 40 years from now. <laughs> Having three wives, three men, half a dozen dogs. <laughs> because they've done this, when they're 10 years old, we can put them in heaven. I ain't telling you some junk. I'm telling you some doctrines I've heard my own ears from them. And it's, it's silly to us. You know why? Because we know the doctrines of Christ. That's why. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to say it again. 90% of your religious world out there is built on this foundation. And they're going to be in trouble. And they would hate me tonight for what I'm saying. They want to rail me. They want to whatever. But when the smoke clears, huh, I'll tell you, if there's a better time, we need to pray for all of us. Give us wisdom. Give us courage. Help us, God. Help us, God, to say what needs to be said and say it in the manner it needs to be said. The timing, the right attitude, the right spirit, all of it. Why? There's somebody has got to be hungry for righteousness and hungry for the ways of God. God, help us to be led to them. Help us carry this spirit that you could draw them. Amen. To us. Praise God. School's not tomorrow, am I right? It is? Oh, for some of you? I was fixing to bypass that 8.30. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, just give me a few more minutes here. I won't try to keep you too long here. But uh, we'll pick it up next Wednesday. Uh, Hebrews 12 and 15 says, Look and diligently, lest any man fail. Watch this. Fail of the grace of God. <laughs> Look and diligently. Come on. Consider ourselves. Examine ourselves. We talked about this Sunday night before the foot, the foot washing and taking of the sacrament. Amen. Come on. Paul encouraged to examine, consider ourselves. It would pay, do us well. Amen. On a regular basis, God, search me. God, I want to be right. I want to be right with you. I want to be right with my fellow man. I want to, I want to do what I can to love and, and to be what, who and what God wants us to be in the, in the Holy Ghost and loving God and caring for people. Amen. I, I want us to win this thing. I want us to be victorious. And, and so he's taught us here, diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Amen. Come on. You and I got to understand when the writer talks about being defiled. Amen. If that's not dealt with, then we're going to be held accountable on judgment day with God. Amen. Judgment starts here. It may not feel good at times. And it may, may, may prick us. But you know what? God's trying to save us. Thank God for conviction. We, we need to pray for it. God, I don't want to become so callous, amen, that I can't be convicted by the word of God. I can't be convicted by a good prayer meeting, a good, good, good touch of God in the presence of the Lord to convict myself. I just wouldn't say, you know, I'm all right. I'm fine. I'm dead to the loss of the goose. I just don't, you know, take in consideration of what I'm saying and what I'm thinking and what I'm doing. No, the doctrines of Christ. Amen. We can, you can go and you can see in Revelations 3 and 11, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast. Now, this is to the Philadelphia church, and you may think I'm reaching out there. But listen what's said here. Behold, I come quickly. He's talking about the Lord. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Jesus taught us that no man could pluck us out of his hand. But it looks like to me, if we're not careful, we can let somebody, because we submitted to them, we allowed them to offend us or whatever it might be. Can I tell you something? The word said offenses are going to come. You're going to have disagreements, even among us. 
when everybody's not going to agree on everything and everything's not going to just work out. So this is where, this is where we finally come to that place and we're going to grow up and be the adults and the elders and, 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 and work this thing out. And, you know, we're not going to throw temper tantrums and we're not going to go running off somewhere. We're, you know, don't you just love it when the little kids get in a spout and all of a sudden, I ain't going to play. Your ball uh, becomes a fight, then. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Do we get over that? <laughs> Boy, some of you are looking at me like that. We may not, but we would love to sometimes. Hebrews 10 and 35. I, I'm, I'm going to quit. I, I, but this, Hebrews 10 and 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. I'm going to hit this again. I almost wanted to preach on this a little bit tonight. Your confidence in God. Your confidence in the Word of God. Your confidence in yourself and your love for God and for the things of God and for the body of Christ and for truth. Your confidence, we ought to have enough confidence in that, that regardless of what comes my way and strikes me, that's not going to conquer. That's not going to defeat me. That's not going to overpower me. No, I got enough confidence in God alone. That's what it's going to take. God, you're going to get me through this. You're going to help me. You're going to help me say the right things. You're going to help me pray about it. You're going to help me do the right things. You're going to help me get the victory over this. This is not going to conquer me. This is not going to defeat me. Amen. Devil, you have to do better than that. Because I got confidence and love of Christ. He knows where I'm at. He knows what I'm dealing with. He knows my weakness and my struggles. And you know what? God said he would put more on me what I can bear. So God, I believe you're going to make a way. Because you can open doors that nobody else can open. You can close doors that nobody else can close. You can do special things for me because I got confidence in you. And I'm going to stay faithful to you, God. And I'm going to let you do the work in my life. Now, he may not do it that night, but I promise you, if you'll stay in the battle, you'll just hold on. Sometimes when you're done, all you can do, Paul said, just stand. Where are you going to stand? I'm going to stand on the sure foundation. I'm going to stand on the sure promises of God. I'm going to stand on the doctrines of Christ. I'm going to stand on the word of God. And by that, amen, I believe God's going to come. He's going to send somebody. Somehow, some way, God's going to show up. And he's going to work on my behalf. Don't. Lose your confidence. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. Great recompense. That's a reward. That's a payday. There are payday. You know what our payday is? It's when the trump of God sounds. And in that moment, twinkling my eye, when the dead in Christ are raised first and we join up with them and meet him in the car, that's the payday. That's the opportunity. That's the hour that we're looking for. Hallelujah. Don't look for some, everything upon us. Uh, Brother Ford, I was talking this morning. I mentioned to him. Amen. Uh, Israel on earth looked for a promised land on this, in this world, upon this earth. Hallelujah. Most of them look for a cities upon this world and in this world but not you and I we're not looking for the great riches in there in this world upon this earth and Paul said don't look at the earthly things our eyes is on the heavenly things our casting our eyes and our hearts and our minds our focus is on making heaven our focus is on amen being called up and if we'll keep that in the focus in 2024 I'll tell you a lot of your struggles won't show up and we'll have the effect upon you because you'll always keep the right priority where it belongs and that's hearing him say well done that good and faithful 
faithful servant because I'm your child. I belong to you. I've been bought for you. I'm your servant, God. You stay in this house tonight. I did get back to the focus first. Second John 9. Whosoever transgresseth. That means to revolt. That means to violate. Whosoever transgresses and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ. I'm going to talk to us next Wednesday night about that abiding. Continuum is another way it's put. Abiding. And abiding in us. Abiding in the vine. Because we can't make it on our own. We got to. We got to get in the vine and stay in the vine. Stay in the blessings of God. The touchings of the Lord. Church, hear me tonight. God's for you. I, I know there's a lot of things that attacking. And, and I, I, I'd love to be able to stand here and tell you tonight, well, it's going to get better. It's not going to be. But, but I'd, I'd, be, I'd be telling you a lie. Amen. This world is it's on its way out. Amen. The troubles and heartaches and things of that nature. But you, you and I, amen, the doctrines of Christ. Amen. And knowing him and his doctrine. And having the revelation. And I'm going to tell you the main one tonight. Is knowing, amen, that when you, when you receive the Son, you receive the Father. Okay? They're both one. That's one of the greatest revelations and doctrines that you and I can have tonight. Amen, because I'm telling you, there's many out there. They don't have it. They some out there just in the holiness maybe put some of us to shame. But they believe in the Trinity. know God because if you ain't accepted the Messiah if you ain't accepted the Son then you don't have God you got to have him folks we'll tell you something you got to have Jesus Christ you got to have that Savior you got to know him for yourself in this house tonight let's pray God we love you appreciate you tonight thank you for your love and compassion I thank you for every family in this church Every man, woman, boy, and girl of this assembly, those that are here, those that weren't able to be here, that your hand would touch them, your grace would move upon their behalf. God, you help us in 2024. God, as we stand upon the sure promises of the Lord, as we stand on the doctrines of Christ, that anointed one, that anointing would flow through our hearts, our lives, our souls. You help us, God, to love one another like never before, to care for one another, pray for one another, lift one another up, provoke one another in love, amen, to win this race, to finish this course, to do the work that you'd have us to in the Holy Ghost and the works of righteousness. As you anoint this place, anoint our service with the powers of your baptism, and the powers of your presence. Help us, God, to do that which is upright and wholesome and pleasing in your sight. We're going to give you the glory and the praise and the honor for all of it. Through and by that wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Love you tonight. Appreciate you.